We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. I like how this is a countdown to you melting. This is good. I can take the heat. Maybe not, though, because it is, it is really hot. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> a little early. I kind of wish we were at night because it is scorching hot here in New York, but the show must go on. Stochastic PGA DFS Live Before Lock presented by Prize Fix. I am Ben Reza. I am joined by Eric Lindquist, who I normally do the Tuesday show with. He was traveling. I was traveling. We are back in business, and we are ready to talk all things 3M Open. It's not a major, but there's a lot of money to be made out there, and we're going to help you do that tonight. Friends hopping in. I see all the regulars. You want to support us, hit the like button. More importantly, join and subscribe to this channel. A lot going on here, sir. It's good to see you. You survived Chicago. You look good. Prize picks on on the background. Seems like it all is well out in California. Yeah, we're getting calibrated here still. I think Lafayette and myself, I think we were going back and forth saying, you know, Friday might be the day. When we come out of a come out of the woodwork, because man, it has been a couple of days of work. I got in yesterday morning uh, back to LA, and I just want to sit and do nothing. Uh, I didn't sit and do nothing. I decided ended up looking at some golf. So, uh, considering it's the only show in town right now, we've got no uh, no worries in terms of MLB until tomorrow. We'll be back uh, bringing content for that. But we are the only only stream going on Stochastic. That feels impossible today, Ben. It does, but like I said, we got you covered. PGA takes no weeks off, and certainly over on the Odd Chopper channel, I found something to bet on today. It was FIBA basketball. I've actually been betting a lot of that. We've got plenty to get to. We're going to talk about prize picks in just a second, but we start this show as we always do with waves, with weather, and with the dreaded withdrawal, the WDs. We've got some of them. I'll run through them right now. We've got Mark Hubbard. CH3, who apparently went to live, wouldn't have even noticed if I if they didn't announce it. EVR is out. Who else we got? Who's giving me the out symbol? Oh, Andres Romero, Charlie Beljan. So, and last but not least, Jonathan K. Uh, Alrighty cool. then. So we got a couple <laughs> guys that are relevant, a couple guys that I don't think will be too missed. Weather looks good. Waves look good. What did you see when you kind of dug into the peripherals? Yeah, I'm looking at a tight, like we're talking very, very small uh, weather kind of difference. I, I think it's looking more AM, PM uh, from Thursday to Friday. But I mean, even just pulling up the PGA weather splits tool, think of a week last week where there was like nearly, you know, half a stroke on some of these things. We have nobody over a 0.3, uh, 0.13 strokes gained from weather, like Svensson, Schwab, some of those guys going off in the morning here on Thursday. I don't really see anything that pronounced the the difference between the two. 
You can always do it blindly, the same that we talked, the same way we talked about it from the Open Championship, from the Scottish Open. But this is Minnesota. This is water and tree lined. I, I don't really find it to be that big of a deal. I certainly, when you talk about, you know, Lynx golf and, and Euro golf, the blind tee time stack is always in play. Not to say that it can't happen. We've seen splits before on the PGA Tour out of nowhere. I think the 3M would be towards the bottom uh, of likely massive wave splits from what I've seen here. I'm playing it straight up. If I made enough teams, uh, if you're making a lot of teams and you want to allocate a small percentage to both wave stacks, I always think that's good practice. But if you're talking about a single entry, you're talking about one team, I think you should build straight up this week. I I rarely would ever recommend a, a guy who's withdrawn, don't play them. But other than that, I think this section is pretty uneventful this week. I'm right there with you. Uh, also, uh, Charles, however, who, who was it that uh, just got brought up there a second ago? Yeah, I, I don't think uh, Hubbard is going to be live, but no, I could be wrong. I didn't think Charles Howell was going to be live, but here we are. Yeah, I mean, I, I at this point, I think live is just like, I don't even know what they're, I, that's a whole different show, but it seems like they're kind of just like trolling because the guys they're taking now are not relevant. They're just trying to cause a disruption. Yep. Uh, CH3 Take the writer cut captain. I mean, that's, that's as big of a disruption as you can get, but yeah. when you start thinking about it, there were already a number of European guys that basically said Ryder cup be damned. They've already done it. They're in their late forties, whether it's Westwood Poulter, they would be kind of on the fringe of being in, they'd have to be captain's picks in those kind of spots. Um, this is just still so dumb, but anyway, back to real golf. Good. Yeah. Charles Howell, uh, he would be at the Ryder Cup as a spectator only like the rest of us, not in this <laughs> lifetime, buddy. Um, anyway, let's get into it. Let's talk about why we're here. And it's because Prize Picks is powering the show. It's a great way to make some money. You see it on the screen. We're going to match your first deposit up to $100 with that promo code Awesome. We're stochastic. We stay true to our, our roots with our promo codes of Awesome. If you haven't been over there, different type of site projecting over-unders, whether it's birdies or better, whether it's matchups with birdies, strokes of how low a guy will go. I put out a video today. You've done a ton of content over at Prize Picks. I love that you can correlate. And on a week like this, when you've got guys like Tony Finau and Cam Davis and all these guys at like four and a half birdies or better, I think you can sync them up and try to go for that 5X payout with three of them and go over four and a half or five birdies if it's moved up a little bit. Yeah, so my favorite on the board is JT Poston. Um, he's sitting at four and a half there. The guy made, what, 12 birdies and missed the cut at the Open Championship? Something ridiculous like that. Maybe it was like nine. It was a lot of birdies. All I know is he came out of the gate birdie, 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 and then pain and suffering ensued for me. But regardless, he's back and I'm on American soil, and I'm just absolutely in on this guy. Four and a half, the number that I found over there, that seems to be one of the best to get to, 69 and a half taking the under on his first round. But one of my favorite things to do is just kind of like be correlating some of those times as well. Figula going off really early in the morning there, 5, 12 a.m. out here on the West Coast. So would that be 7, 12 for the Midwest over there in the cities? Uh, my, my motherland, if you will. 69, still a decent number to be getting underneath on. Probably want to stay away from the five birdies or better. Hard to see that being a, a true payout, but absolutely give me the under a 69. Yeah, and again, we'll be talking about that throughout the show. They do a great job get over there, do take the money, uh, good opportunities. It's a different way to get exposure to some of these golfers. We can do this jet just that before we dive into the players, we're about to get into rank them. We had a question, interesting question 
with such a different field, how many total fantasy points will win a large field GPP? 550, 600, probably a little more than that. I really don't think about that too much. It's just dependent on how easy or hard it plays. I will say this. Placement points are not going to be the end-all be-all. Guys are going to outscore their placement points by a bunch in a field like this. Yeah, in a field like this, on a golf course like this. On a golf kind course of, like this. I, I think that that's kind of more so. Uh, there's going to be high variance rounds. There's going to be guys who shoot a 74 and then shoot 63 on Sunday. And then you just kind of are like, where did he come from to, to end up optimal in this golf tournament? Uh, it's going to be fun. I, I always kind of like these kind of weeks where you don't have to think so much about like top five, top 10 equity. We think about that a lot in the betting streets and, you know, obviously you need to try to piece together the right pieces, but even for your John Deere classic lineup that God rest his soul, John, uh, Jason day back in the, back in the field this week, question mark, but uh, looking forward to having the opportunity to just say, all right, I see these guys being better uh, birdie makers than other guys. And I think that there's kind of some mistakes the field's making in terms of ownership that, I think we just kind of capitalize on uh, some of these better scorers. So looking forward to looking forward to TPC twin cities. I'm excited to see it as well. We're going to dive into it. We're going to, we'll talk about anyone you guys want as we get to the, make the cut and whatnot. I see some crazy names in the chat. I don't know how low I'll go, but let's get into rank them. We're going to talk about some of the big names uh, on this tournament. Of course, we've got some guys coming over from, what you know when we talk about the open championship and i don't think that that's a huge a huge deal to be honest but we do have them and and the three names that stand out at the top are tony finau hideki matsuyama and sun jm they all played last week none of them played particularly well finau made the cut on the number then he played well on the weekend there's no doubt sunday was fantastic really really important for me if you were going to pay up where would you go rank the big three Hideki one, Finau two, M three. Um, so I just think Hideki, again, Finau, this is really coming down to some really interesting ownership things going on here because we haven't projected right now. Hideki 25, Finau in the 27% range, Sung JM 21%. I think if those given numbers, you're just playing best available. And I still think Hideki on a golf course like this, uh, he's just a flat out scorer. And same thing with Finau too, where, you know, you get on these easier courses and his driving can really put you ahead of the pack here. But I am very, very worried that more people get onto Finau and then you're looking at like a 30-20 split. And I'm just inferring what's going to happen in some of the stuff. I'm gearing more lineups for some three max. I'm still playing 150, but um, kind of gearing more towards some three max single entry stuff this week. And I think one of the easiest ways to do it is build out a salary where you might be zeroing it out and just drop from Finau to Hideki. I'm just landing on him a lot more uh, I don't feel that, that inspired by anything that I'm seeing from him of late, other than that fourth at the U S open, but you know, he, he's gone out on some of these, like where there, I mean, there's going to be a little bit of wind popping up here, but the guy went out to Hawaii, won in that playoff looks like a guy who can just go out and win you a golf tournament has the highest ceiling. I think of anybody in the tournament and can outplace his, his placement points pretty easily. I'm going to be going to more of him than Finau. All of them are going to garner some ownership. Looks like Finau is really coming up and he could be, you know, looking at our tools. Uh, one of the more popular plays on this entire slate. I'm, I definitely have Finau ahead of Decky. Uh, Hideki scares me a little bit, mostly because yes, he can take apart any course. 
His putter is certainly, you know, he, he's going to do it with the irons. The putter is hit and miss, and that's being somewhat polite about it. But, I mean, that's exactly what we saw last year with Cameron Champ, where all we did was bag yeah. on the putter, bag on the putter. These greens are phenomenal. I've played TPC Twin Cities a number of times, and they're some of the truer putting surfaces you're going to run into on tour. Uh, same thing for John Deere. I mean, these are these Midwest, tons of rain. You never have to think about it. These bent grass, they're just like some of the best surfaces you're going to find week in, week out, even amongst PGA Tour golf courses where you run into Poe on the West Coast, you run into some of the Bermuda grass stuff, uh, Florida Swing, South Carolina and such. I just feel pretty good about Hideki when that's the major bugaboo because that seems to be the thing. Not that this is like a Bombers, a special course, because I'm going to play a lot of different types of guys, but uh, Hideki for me, he's always bad until he's good. Yeah, I mean, listen, he's it's Hideki. I, I'm not going to push back on that. I'm not betting fee now. I would never bet him at this number, but I'm very comfortable starting lineups there. Are you comfortable going two of these like Hideki fee now one, two? Absolutely. 10, five, 10, three, 10 K. And then you look at the low sevens. There are so many guys. I mean, we have the, the freebie in, in Ju young Kim. So that's cool. Nice of them to, to give us him at 7,300, the 40th ranked player in the world. Cool. But Finau and, and Hideki, uh, I'm going through lineups and I do have some pairings of them together. I do have some Sungjae as well. Again, I'm just nervous. And this is just kind of the way that I feel about it is that obviously anybody playing PGA DFS knows that Tony Finau has better recent history than what you've got out of Hideki. I think Sungjae M at 10K, it's kind of a glaring deal. He's been playing a lot worse here as well. I'm just nervous that Finau gets to like the 30, 35%. You do say everybody's going to garner ownership. And I do think that is true, but I think there's a chance out of anybody that Hideki comes in at 10, three under 20% in like a, like the $5 150 or, you know, in, in single entry stuff for sure. Finau could end up way more popular. Yeah. You can definitely double up here. There's no doubt about it. There's plenty of value in the low sevens, even the sixes that you can take some shots on. If you want to go there next rank them. Some other top end guys, it's kind of the young guns. A lot of people are going to go balanced. A lot of people are going to have two or maybe even three of these guys in the same lineup. Who am I talking about? We've got Maverick McNeely. We've got Davis Riley, and we've got your boy, Sahith Thigala. Rank them. It's very difficult. All three clearly in play, but how do you allocate those shares? Yeah, Thigala's one. I don't think that's going to shock anybody. Uh, I, I, not the, He won the Haskins Award. It's not like it should have been unknown, but I mean, having playing to seen him play golf he just does things really really well seems like he's just a really really good putter uh and eventually what happens is that's going to show up for him on tour as well uh, 106 in strokes game putting amongst this field if that rebounds in any capacity which again i always thought his putter was one of the better parts of his golf game watching him but what do i know uh, everybody hits the ball pretty well on the pga tour and he's just one of the best in that in that regard so he just finds ways to score uh, Thiegel at 20% definitely going to be an in on him. I think it sucks because obviously people know how much I like Maverick McNeely. We've talked about him a bunch on these shows. I feel like more than you're going to find just about anywhere else coming off of a top 10 at Barracuda, top 10 at the John Deere, a 16th at the Scottish. He flew over, came back. Nothing really seemed to affect him there. Must have a luxury jet or something like that. Uh, rich kid, but I have to be out on McNeely at 26.4%. It's just hard for me to look at that kind of a number at 9,300. He's going to be very, very popular. One of the most popular golfers in the field. And that makes me buy into shares of Hadwin. And I think that there's 
some stuff you can look at from Hedwin. Yeah, he played bad at the John Deere, but he had a seventh at the U.S. Open. Not that this is anywhere comparable to this, but the Memorial sure is. 18th there, tough kind of golf course. The Valero, the Valspar, I think, in both key kind of comps. PJ National, another one you can kind of look at for this. The players a little bit. There's just so much trouble off the tee, and it seems like Adam Hadwin is a guy that is just getting slept on. He's the only player, only player above 8,800, garnering less than 20% ownership. So uh, Hadwin will be a buy for me. Ownership is going to dictate a lot of this talk with Jeff Ulrich yesterday on the strategy show. And we were talking about Maverick and we both kind of were led to the same conclusion. I think he's a fine play at 20 North of 25%. I, if Maverick beats me, I'm going to have to live with it. Uh, I think he's a fine play on paper, but I, I prefer uh, trying to move some shares around. You're not going to get a big discount to a guy like Davis Riley. He's going to be popular too, but I do prefer Davis Riley. You mentioned Thigala. Adam Hanwin is the quote unquote leverage in the 9K range, him, he's next to guys like Cam Davis as we break into the 8K range and even someone like Chez, who now we're mm-hmm. starting to kind of shed some of the ownership as we work down. I know Cam Davis is going to be popular. I know that Hadwin is kind of in that mid-range. Chez is going to be not popular. So how do you rank them knowing that one's a pivot and one's chalk? Well, I'm curious where you're getting at with it because I'm. it's not that I'm – in on chess i'm definitely not he won the barracuda um but it's i don't i don't really know what to make of it i have i had five percent allocated to him he's coming at five point three percent i'm just looking through because i already crunched a bunch of lineups i was just chomping at the bit to get back to getting back to some dfs here i'm excited to to really be getting more in the weeds was i kind of finish out my crunches but chess five percent in the crunch i just put together and I don't really know if he's going to be moving a whole heck of a lot from it. Obviously, exponentially better field here than the Barracuda. Not that, you know, it's a lot of the same cast of characters. It's not like it's some elite field outside of that top tier we already talked about. And even them, there's some risk more so. But I don't know if he's going to be my stand, my my main kind of leverage play in this rain, uh, range. Cameron Tringali, kind of an interesting story for him. His wife, Iowa Stater, ended up in Minneapolis uh, and so he's played this golf course quite a bit. I remember them talking quite a bit about that, uh, during the coverage where he's gone to TPC twin cities and played quite a bit. Uh, every PGA tour player gets practice abilities at like all the, the TPC courses. And, uh, this is just another one of them at twin cities. And it seems like a golf course he's very, very familiar with. I'm not a big Tringali stand by any means. He's 20%, which is kind of another red flag there, but I don't know what it is about him. He's somebody that I think I'm just getting to a little bit more of. We saw the sixth at the Genesis Scottish, 14th at the U.S. Open. So there's some decent recent form there as well. I think at 8,800, he might be a piece that I get to a little bit more of than I get to anybody else in this range. But I am shorting Cam Davis. I'm shorting uh, what we're looking at in Adam Long there at 8,600. I'm never shorting JT Poston. I'm absolutely in on him. But uh, in this 8K range, kind of Chez, I, I don't know how I make some kind of a ridiculous stand on him. Yeah, I mean, it's it's pretty interesting, and it's one of the many reasons why you want to get behind, behind that paywall here. It's stochastic. When I look at the ownership, everybody north of 8K except Chez is going to be somewhat to straight popular. It's very balanced. There's no, like, 40% guy, but there's just a million guys between 50 and 20 25%. I'm with you on almost everything you said except Cam Davis. I, I will get as much Cam Davis as I need to get healthy leverage. I love <laughs> Cam Davis this week. I will differentiate really? elsewhere. He is built for this exact course. He's a winner at Rocket Mortgage. He's playing great. He's made 
let me get this right. He's made 13 double bogeys in four events, and he's made the cut in all four. He scores out of control. He's a pure scorer. I love the spot for him. I don't care if he's 40% owned. Uh, I will be using him. Everybody else, I'm with you. I'll try to play some game theory as we work down a little bit. Last, rank him, and then we'll get to the make the cut and start going rapid fire. We've got some potential chalk as well in Goderup, in Svensson, who's playing great, and in a guy like Brendan Steele. You're obviously going to have to get to some of these guys, but how do you walk that tightrope of getting to them without just being, you know, no path to victory? Yeah, Goderup, 7,900. You're talking no path to victory being, I like Poston. He's 15%, so that's not egregious compared to, like, uh, Brendan Steele, who's really, really popular up there, 8,300. I like Martin Laird there at 12.3%. He's kind of smacked in the middle at 8,200. You didn't bring him up, but in those high sevens, and Chris Goderup becomes a guy that I want to be invested in. And Svensson, it's hard. I, I, I probably feel the same way about Svensson that you do about Cam Davis, but I'm getting a $1,300 discount. Uh, I think that he's kind of built for this spot and 24th, 25th, 21st. I mean, he's just kind of been going along with it, but the huge difference for me is that he's 1300 less than that, uh, than you're looking at in like a Cam Davis. So if I want my chalkier piece to be a little bit more reliable in this end, I can make some of those leverage pivots. I mean, getting to my Poston, having him being half the ownership probably that you're looking of, uh, of Cam Davis. I'm playing Hideki, which I think will be trimming a lot of the Tony Finau ownership, just getting to a lot more of him. So I kind of land on him. I think he's probably the most secure guy that we're looking at in the, in the upper sevens. I, I like Goddard up more. Uh, just, you know, for a high upside type guy and somebody that I've been buying into every single week since I brought him up. But uh, Adam Svensson, 7,600, 24%. I think that that looks about right. And it should be kind of in that range. I will say Dylan Fratelli is an interesting pivot at the exact same number off of him. What? Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, Dylan Fratelli, uh, Minnesota Golden Gopher for those keeping track at home, uh, played this golf course a bajillion times. Emiliano Grio, he's your boy. But Dylan Fratelli, is an absolute buy for me at 7,600 at that identical number. I think I'm probably going to land into some builds where I get on him and Svensson quite a bit. But I mean, in terms of where I'm landing on the most, uh, just looking at our tools at the top golfer tool and finding where are these guys that I could possibly get to where they're going to be under round. He's just somebody that stands out to me. I'm with you. Uh, so awesome. I'll take these chalk guys. Steel, I have no feel on. I'll be honest. He seems about right. He's going to be popular. If you want to use him, more power to you. I think he's going to play fine. Got her up is similar. Oh, but Fratelli went to Texas. I apologize. I was, I was about to. my fault. I was my about fault. to uh, say, you know. It's a different South African. Of. Who's the it's guy? EBR who we are. That's who it was. Thank and you. It's I, a, I had that in my brain. And I just wanted to always. I'm always double checking myself. No, I was no, like, no. why did um, I think it was him? And it was definitely, definitely. You are 100% went Thank there. Thank you. Uh, Sadly, I've I've known as I've gone to edit EVR's Wikipedia <laughs> to vent my frustration, and I always see that he went to Minnesota. Anyway, this clown I, was born on June. Sons of, as I work down, you make a fine point with Svensson. He's playing great golf, but my big thing about him is I have two, three, four guys at the same price with a third or fourth of the ownership that I think are very close to him. Adam Svensson is not historically a good putter. He has gained strokes putting in seven straight tournaments, in including 9.3 strokes putting at the John Deere. It's going to crash down at some point. Maybe it's not this week. He's a good player, but you've got Griot, you've got Fratelli, you've got CT Pan, you've got Wyndham Clark. You've got a lot of names right there. So as we work up, 
I don't think there's many pivots off Steele. I think Martin Laird's fine. I don't think there's many pivots off Goderup. I think Hardy and Ryan Palmer are fine. Svensson is crowded. I think that there's a very real chance for Telly or Grio dusts him and you shave off a lot of ownership if you roll the dice. Any love for the defending champ, uh, camera champ as well in that range. Uh, definitely, if you look at our top golfers tool today, not to give everything away, but you know, obviously these are good things. He's got the most leverage to be going to. Uh, 8.3% optimal percentage right now, just 4.3% ownership. I am worried because I just brought it up earlier. His putter went from absolutely nothing to an absolute heat check of all heat checks in this tournament last season. So really hard for me to say that that's just going to happen every single time he shows up at the twin cities. Uh, there's also a ton of problems around this golf course where, I mean, he's got to stick to that game plan. He had a lot of two irons last year. Uh, just because he hits it at an absolute mile and you have to just get it in play on a couple of these par fours, then you take advantage. But I haven't seen a whole lot to feel all that inspired again this year. If he just goes out and, and burns me, he burns me, but he's a complete write-off for me. So I'm with you. I think the interesting thing about guys like Cameron Champ, Matthew Wolf, uh, these guys that pop up and win out of nowhere is I'm not sure there's a lot of correlation to where they win and if they actually would win there again it's just when they hit when they link up the right week they're going to be there whether yeah. that's the u.s open or wherever we're playing this week it doesn't really matter it's just bomb it and make a ton of putts and we've kind of seen that i know this is a very small sample size but it's something i think people would be smart to track a little bit cam champ 3m open miscut first cam champ Fortnite. First, miscut 25th, Cam Champ, winner at Sanderson Farms the year <laughs> after 28th. Like there's there's just not a lot there. And I think as the years go on, he's going to have wins at places with nothing else to really go off of. I don't like Cam Champ this week because I think he's getting an artificial bump because he's the defending champ. It doesn't do a lot for him. Yeah, see, and that's kind of what I'm getting at. And this is what I really want people to understand too. I Our tools are the best in the industry. And if you have a chalky lineup, you can plug in a camera champ and you know you have some kind of win equity above expectation. Uh, but for the most part, we're playing like leverage and, and trying to find some of these spots. He's definitely got that. There's no question about it. I just find it hard to believe that like when I run out this golf tournament, you know, a hundred times that I'm going to want to have more camera champ and I'm going to want to have more Chris Goddard up. I'm with you. There's other pivots to have in that range i would take as i'm not saying play ricky but i would play ricky before i play champ i i kind of like ricky fowler no that's not it i've got nine percent ricky fowler we're seeing good things i brought this up i'm i'm hey, he played okay. good at the open championship because he wasn't in the field and so he didn't disgrace himself there's there's really not going Dude, made the cut at the genesis the the approach is starting to show up the putter is really bad from time to time but for the most part like he's making cuts more than he's not, which is the nicest thing I've said about <laughs> Ricky Fowler true. in a long time. I'm just saying that if you're talking about leverage, like leverage alone, I'm with you. I, I think I'd rather play him than Cameron Champ. But I mean, look at these other guys. Svensson's so popular, even if I'm on him there. Brendan Todd seems like a decent enough guy at 7,700, but going to be popular. And then this whole 7,500 range, I'm just not getting to Clark Neesmith. Uh, Neesmith's my boy and I have zero of him right now. Maybe I need to renegotiate that. But like for the most part, 
really Ricky Fowler. It wouldn't shock me if he backdoored a top 15, top 20 here in this spot. Feels like really, really risky for the range that there's a lot of guys who have like actual top five, top 10 equity to be getting to, uh, especially our boy Fratelli now. Uh, who did not go to Minnesota. I'll repeat that again. But I definitely think that we could look at some Ricky Fowler as not the worst thing you've ever done in your entire life, like he might have been, I don't know, for the last two years. No, he's making cuts, that's all. He's done nothing. The last time he came in the top 10. Uh, I'm not recommending was- Ricky, David. I'm just saying that if he shows up, if you're crunching 150 in the mini max or the yeah, dollar, listen. or if you're making a lineup in the $3 and he shows up, and you have a pretty chalky situation elsewhere, Ricky Fowler, I don't, I'm not vehemently against like I've been forever. I, I agree with that take. I, I don't think there's a reason to isolate Ricky for something. If Correct. I landed on a lineup and he was the last man in and I couldn't figure out a different permutation, I would be okay with that, uh, particularly in a large field GPP. He hasn't been relevant since October at the CJ Cup. So maybe he's coming around, turning the corner, Let's talk about make the cut. Let's go. Are these guys finding the weekend? We start with Adam Long. I'll say yes. Yes, makes the cut. I would agree. Don't the first couple guys we talked about, we'll get in a little more in depth. JT Poston, I know that you're high on him. Uh, just seems like another solid target. He's just playing good golf. Love him. Uh, love JT Poston. Uh, somebody just hit me. Yeah. Okay. Never mind. Uh, JT Poston. Yes, absolutely. One of my highest known players, if not going to be my highest owned player <laughs> can't even say it i can't even say Do it, it. jason day is it just does it when when you say the words what happens to your insides like well, i would say are you, i'd say it's at 90 degrees boiling, in your room now but that's not because of him it's just 90 degrees in this apartment so uh i guess i'll blame global warming on jason day thanks a lot for spraying your aerosol can while you withdraw uh and puncture holes in our ozone but I'm not going to play him. I think he's a fine target. He put him in the Ricky bucket. Why not? Like if I landed on him in a large field GPP, sure. Do I think you should target Jason day? I would say no, I would not play. His irons are just completely broken. We that's a four. You get a broken iron from him. That means at least he played. That's a half fortunate result. The way he's going, you have. Yeah. But I mean, saying that he, his, his irons are actually broken. I have 1% of him. We've talked about Ricky. Uh, I'll call an audible here friend of the show, Stewie asked about Nick Hardy. I think he's fine. This guy is just teeing it up and making cuts. He's flat 8K. If you don't want to go to Goddard up, I think that Nick Hardy makes sense. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Did you miss your deadline to renew your Medicaid coverage? You can still send your completed annual review form to Healthy Connections Medicaid. You may be assigned to another health plan, but you can ask to come back to First Choice within 60 days of renewed Medicaid eligibility. It's your family. It's your choice. First Choice is the right choice. Renew and choose us. Visit selecthealthofsc.com renew to learn more. Yeah, I, I could probably get to a little Nick Hardy. I'm okay with that. 
I'm not. Yeah. Am I in love with it? No. no. Do I think that he's playable at flat eight? Yes, I do. I've seen his name bounced around a lot in betting circles too, for what that's worth. So maybe he ends up artificially higher because people who bet somebody or there's a decent number, maybe click on him in DFS. I don't know how to quantify that, but uh, just throwing it out there. I've actually seen the name on like, you know, Tyler Duncan. Haven't seen that name and I love him. Hey, T-Dunks. Uh, Nick Hardy is not on my betting card this Good. week. Not, it's not that. on mine either. C.T. Pan. Talk to me about him. Certainly doesn't have the distance, but we've seen C.T. Pan before at Easy Courses thrive. Yeah, C.T. Pan, 7,500. Uh, Buy is the 1,7,500 guy I'm in on. That's where Clark Neesmith aren't really showing up for me. I already said I would like Svensson. I'm probably not going to be going under. I understand that there's pivots to be getting to here, but uh, C.T. Pan's just a dude I want to be playing. 24th at the John Deere, whatever. Just kind of meandering, going along his life. Only thing that we've really seen of substance from him is that top 10 at the Genesis earlier, and that has no play uh, here. But the Fortinet, sixth last year, third uh, at the Olympics, of course. He is a, uh, a bronze medalist. Never write that off, um, but whatever. CT Pan's just a dude. 10%, 10%, 11%. You want to talk about trimming some ownership in your lineups. Uh, if you're getting away from Cotter up, if you're getting away from Svensson, it makes all the sense in the world to kind of land on him as your, as your 7K guy. Yeah, I have no problem with C.T. Pan. I, I do think that he's going to find the weekend just a, a fine target here. So this is an interesting name that I'm interested to get your thoughts on. I actually played a little bit of him at the Open Championship because he was in the group, not, not in terms of pairing, but I, I equated him with Hovland and Cam Young and Keith Mitchell and guys that I thought really could benefit from soft conditions. And Higo did make the cut yep. at the Open, and I thought that was pretty impressive. Do you think that's a catalyst for better things, or do you think he's still maybe a work in progress, not at that form we saw earlier in the year? Isn't it wild how PGA DFS, and again, you get a lot more wrong than you get right, but Higo basically flat out called him being a thing at the get-go. He wins his first event out, and then I am just dumping money back to the world for months and months until I realize that there just might be some problems here. I'm with you. This is the first time I think I'm going to click on Higo's name for the first time in a long time. Mainly just there's really not a whole lot of risk when you're talking about all these other guys that, I mean, what are we going to be clicking on? Justin Lauer, Matt Wallace. Uh, I, I have one guy that's from the absolute clouds from this week. And I mean, the absolute clouds that I think should be higher than 0.5% owned. But for the most part, uh, I think that we're looking at the first buy on Higo in a long time. And it's exactly what you said. Open championship, finally seeing some opportunities where he might be able to score again. That's what you kind of need here. A uh, lot of miscut opportunity, but a lot of potential for him to still be a young kid who can continue to figure out fellow South African did not go to Minnesota. He's going to be 1% owned because he's overpriced. He's 7,500 totally. with these other guys. And I think that that's going to deter everyone. I don't care about that. I'd take the lower ownership with a guy like Higo because he's very binary in the sense that when he scores, he can compete in, if he's 10,000, he can get there. And if he misses the cut, whether he's 6,000, 7,000 or 8,000, you're in big trouble. So I like Higo as a tournament play. I'm going to say he makes the weekend mm. as well. Like uh, We've talked about Grio. It's all systems go for him. He got into the open. That was cool. This is more like the John Deere. He's going to play very, very well, just like for Telly. Put them on the board. Wyndham Clark, another guy at 7,500. I'm not Shit. as Are high. we just going to play an all $7,500 lineup that, for the week? Though, this week? I know. Like, is it not possible? I have, I have lineups with 2K, 2K again on the table this week. It's not the ideal situation, but there's only three guys 
in the 10K range. I think by default, like what's the difference between clicking on Maverick McNeely at 9,300 in terms of like, I don't know, the anything, and then clicking on Adam Spence at 7,600. I would put them at the exact same category of player. Uh, I don't think it's crazy at all to play a lineup with like whoever you like north of 10 and five guys in this exact range. Like, I don't think it is either. That's just a very, I think, effective build. Um, who's not making the cut? The other like 130 guys that we're not mentioning because this field <laughs> has got some goblins in it, my friend. Uh, you know, who I'm going to play one of those goblins. Is Tom Kim. Tom Kim is a really interesting name this week. I don't like him for tournaments. It's more of an ownership situation. I, I just don't know exactly what we're going to get with a guy like this. We still, he's talented. He's answered the call every time, but at the same time, we don't know a lot about him. And I, I think that in cash settings, yes, you play him. In tournament settings, I'm going to look to go elsewhere and see if I can survive. I still haven't decided what I'm going to do here. Uh, I obviously played him at the Open, played him at the Scottish. Yeah, I He could on. just be really good. And I don't know because strokes gain approach. I mean, he only has one positive event since 2020. Uh, no, so two, I, I guess he missed the cut at the PGA, but yeah, since that one in 2020, like I'm saying you can't see what he's doing because yes. the last three are the Open, the Scottish and the US Open. So you're kind of, taking a blind leap of faith, but I will say, I don't know if he's a ball striker, like a pure ball striker based on what we've seen out of him. He seems like a dude who just kind of gets the ball in the hole, like a Jordan Spieth type. Uh, obviously this is not a comp one for one. I'm not saying this, but the guy has vaulted up to 40th in the world and they don't just hand that out. Even if the rankings are completely broken. That's why we have the unofficial golf rankings here at stochastic, but only the one major event where he gained strokes at the irons that we can see. And that was the AT&T Byron Nelson turned that into a 17th around the green. Seems like he's going to be decent in that department. And then I think he's just a really good putter. I think that if we did have data um, just going through some of the stuff, just in terms of putts made, he seems like a guy who just gets the ball in the hole. I think I'm going to end up lower on him. I, I recommended him in the pro place and, and just putting him up there because I think he's an automatic cash lock. There's no doubt that if yeah, you agree. have, if you're, if you were like, I, your life depends on it, I would be clicking on Kim at 24.7%. You're playing him in cash games. If you're not chalky at the top tier, I think it's just fine to be clicking on him at 7,300. He could go out and win this tournament. Would not surprise me in the slightest, but I don't know what to make of him here. I think now that everybody's bought in, whereas the last two weeks, nobody really had, you're buying at the top. You're buying in, at the top in terms of ownership, not in price. So I'm probably going to end up shorting it when it's all said and done, but I'm still undecided. If you think, he, and listen, this is in the range of outcomes. If he's that good, if he's a mega talent, I would go to the betting markets and just capture it like that. Because if he misses the cut, I'd rather bet him then have them in, in DFS where it's a there's nuance and it matters. Mm -hmm. Like in betting, I think you can capture that upside if you want to go there. I don't see it. I think that third at the Scottish remains to be seen where that fits into this guy's career. He, he seems really good. Uh, there's no doubt about it. I play most people in the range, particularly Chess and Hadley. I think that's the easiest direct pivot that you can make in tournaments. There is no reason why I wouldn't do that and roll the dice at one-tenth the ownership. Chesson Hadley beats him certainly more than one out of ten, I could tell you that much. Bo Hostler, my pivot, for what it's worth. 
Yeah. Even Bo Hostler one fourth the ownership. Matthias mm-hmm. Schwab one fifth the ownership. Are, yep. are you kidding me? I mean, again, it's not all about that, but it's kind of all about that at mm-hmm. the end of the day. So we just talked about a couple of these guys. Do you like Schwab? To me, he sets up maybe the best of anyone in the lower sevens. Yeah, I love Matthias Schwab this week. Uh, love that you gave him a shout out. He was my second highest stone player in this range behind Kim in that first crunch that I did yesterday, redoing it today. Again, Kim was popping up because I haven't capped him, haven't made any decisions about what I want to do with him yet. Uh, but Schwab, uh, definitely buying in uh, in this spot here. We're looking at some decent enough stuff. You keep bringing up the John Deere 16th there. Totally get it. But even looking at some golf courses like the Honda, where we're, we know how disastrous that can be with water off the tee in some spots. We have a seventh there. Uh, I think that that's a decent enough comp along with PJ, uh, you know, talking the, the PGA national truthers out there. I love that comp. Uh, so I'm kind of peeling more from that than I am anything else. So Schwab 7,200 signed me up. Yes. I bet him I'm playing a lot of him. What do you think like- about Grayson Sig? The Sigman, I don't know. Let me, 16th let me. at the John Deere, 26th at the Barracuda, kind of been trending up, and he's sub-5%. I just People look at the name Grayson Sig. I don't think anybody's had any feelings about that ever, including his wife, if he has yeah. one. I don't know. I mean, I know uh, smoking those Sigs will get you, but I think that maybe I, I can get on board with this. It's a name that hasn't come up a lot this week because I think it's pretty crowded in the lower sevens, but you, you mentioned a couple of things. One, the form is trending upward. Two, if you look at the splits, the guy destroys easy courses. He likes calm conditions. He's not someone that we've really seen step up in bigger fields. He's getting all his FedEx Cup points in the easier type events. I definitely prefer Matthias Schwab, but if you told me you wanted two from down here, I think he's in the conversation with guys like T-Dunks uh, and a couple other guys. One guy is my hot take, so I'm not going to name him but yeah, we got some dudes. All right. I've got, huh, I'm ready for the upper sixes. Cause I'm finally at my guy. Okay. We're going to get there in just a second. I got one more name for you. Okay. Yeah. Your name on Troy Merritt. I like Troy Merritt. My, he's just fine. I mean, he's going to be an off the tee kind of guy. So uh, I'm makes putts. That seems decent. Um, again, you can kind of make a case for a number of these guys. For me, it, it seems a little bit more clear cut. I'm getting to some Tom Hoagie too, to kind of round out the loop, loop at 7,100. Uh, we've just seen some really good stuff from him. Uh, not of late. He's been horrendous, but like, this is the kind of field where a guy like this pops up and uh, can get back on the right side of it here. Uh, but came out of the game so, so hot and was just like the popular commodity coming from the RSM fourth, second at the Amex at the beginning of the year, first at Pebble beach. 14th, I think just getting that win might have been a bad thing in terms of his recent form, but like recalibrate. He played in the open, did not play well, 74, 76, got over here quick and, uh, you know, pack the bags, get off of that. But anytime you see like some of these these massive blow ups in terms of the Scottish and the open, remember how different those golf courses are. Yeah, it was uninspiring for other stuff, but he missed the cut at the US Open by one missed Memorial where, you know, that's a golf course where if you get wonky, it's whatever. So I'm kind of writing off the last month than a half, two months and, you know, buying in a little bit, even though he's nearly 10%, which is kind of surprising at the time, but Tyler Duncan, definitely my favorite of the range, but wanted to give a shout out for him as well. Cause I have shares. Yeah. It's a crowded range there. A couple of things from chat. Yeah. Thigala would be first of those three Maverick would be last of those three. Couple other questions. I think we can get into the sixes now before we do though. I want to say 
both of us have been referencing some of the tools that we have behind the paywall. We got a lot more. If you want to get inside the ropes, stochastic.com slash join promo code, I believe is PGA LBL. Uh, that could be made up now. Yes. We got it Maybe. on the screen. Maybe. I don't it's know spelled out. It's, it's, it's fully, it's fully, it's fully spelled out now for some reason, but yeah, PGA okay. live before lock. Love it. PGA live before lock. We don't do abbreviations around here. We go for the <laughs> whole thing. PGA live before lock. You get that 50% off great opportunity to get inside the ropes uh there it is look at that new members you see it on the screen now i don't even have to pga live before here. lock before lock before lock before lock live Just before have it. lock don't be putting lbl that could give you a virus put it all out pga live before lock 50 percent off the first week stochastic plus platinum you get all the sports baseball will be back tomorrow they took like a 48 hour break now let's get to the sixes we got all sorts of names here who do we got uh, thoughts on Michael Thompson. I think he's fine, but he's behind the guys that at least I've talked about in the lower sevens. Six K. You ready for some of these names? Oh yeah. Your boy Steven Yeager. No. Michael Glickich. Nope. I gotta look into him. Let me let me see what this guy's been doing. He's this will be fun. Seven. So he's making cuts. Made six straight That's cuts. Cool. Ball striking looks pretty good. The bi- biggest. Yeah. The biggest problem I have with him, he's flipped the putter hard. He had lost in four straight, and now he's gained more than three strokes putting in three straight events. Maybe he's found something. Maybe he's just running really hot. Probably going to get squeezed for me. I see how you got there, though, with Glick, Glick Itch. Um, Yeah, I, I can't do it. Yeah. Kevin Chappell. Nope. I'm not playing many guys, by the way. 60... 800 and down. I don't know if this is that kind of a week outside of Cole Hammer. Like you can play some Cole Hammer, Hammer. but the Hammer time. I mean, we're going to talk know. about Cole Hammer. We will talk about him for sure. But like, I don't think there's a whole lot of need to get way, way down there this week. I just have one guy in the upper sixes, and I'll, I'll just get to him now because I want to just get laughed Please. at. Whatever else, Kelly Craft has some really good stuff starting to show up. He had a 15th at the Mexico, 13th RBC Canadian. 24th at the John Deere, 31st at the Barracuda. I don't know what to make of it, but this is a guy who had a ton of amateur prowess, never really found, never really found it on, on the PGA Tour. Hasn't really found any kind of form. This is by far the most of his talent that we have seen, like showcased here in the last month and a half, two months. I don't know what to make of it. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday but we're not trying to find that much of a guy at 0.5 percent to get leverage and i i'm kind of toying with putting him on one of my like four main teams i'm making four big teams here this week and i that might be a little bit too hot but in 150 for sure i don't know if there's somebody who's got better recent form period in the upper sixes and is getting completely ignored i've played more kelly craft than i care to admit in my time 
uh, we used to have a segment on the Tuesday show. Shout out to fantasy golf man, Tim Frank, all around good guy. The Kelly Craft fish play of the week. Each week we <laughs> would give a, a fish play and it was named after Kelly Craft. Why? That's amazing. Because he's always a fish fly. Hate to well, be the bearer of bad news. Thanks. Appreciate he, it. 0.5%. That's the difference. Kelly Craft at times has been popular and you don't want to venture into those waters. I think here it's a lot better. You look at the miscut at the Barbasol. He lost five strokes putting. That's a throwaway. He was playing good golf before that. And what's his opportunity cost? It's him yeah. or Bo Hogue. It's him or Pank Lebiota. It's him or Brandon Matthews, who is a name that has come up in chat more than once. I have zero he, interest in him. He apparently is a, a big talent from the Corn Ferry Tour. I, I would like to see it before I go there. I would too. Uh, Kelly Craft, USAM winner, I believe. I mean, lots of... Lots of pedigree coming up from the ranks and okay. Yeah. Fish play of the week. That'll be me. Uh, all the Kelly Listen, craft and all the land. It, I don't name the awards. It just is what it is. Um, okay. Chase Seifert. Nope. Not for me. Again, it's really like, there's but, nobody getting any attention here. Okay. There's a reason for it. There's not a lot of dudes like Gashuski might be as weird as I get 6,700 um, outside of Cole Hammer, who's kind of an exception, but uh, I really have nobody under 6,700 else that I would want to click on. So I think this can be summed up because we got a lot of names in chat. And I think for most of them, it's really for me, the, the classic, why are you playing them? If the answer is because I love Decky, Sanjay and Davis Riley. And the only way I can get them is if I play David skins or Satoshi or, or Paul Goitas. I, I don't think you should do that to be honest, no, but nope. Uh, then I guess you unlock it that way. But when I look at our projections and I look at these guys down there, I don't see a ton. I feel much more comfortable in the very upper part of the sixes or the low, low sevens than I do at like 65, 63. I, I think there's not much down there, but I want, I want to ask you specifically about Cole Hammer if I can. Yeah. Because we know that the pedigree is there. But we really haven't seen anything else. Do, do you think this is a spot where maybe he can take a kind of a step forward and, and kind of show show a little bit? Because so far when he's gotten those chances, it hasn't worked out great. It hasn't worked out great, but we know coming from coming from high school to college, number one player in the world, absolutely dominated uh, at every level of amateur golf up until college. And then it kind of got off the rails. And it happens quite a bit with some of these kids where, you know, you're just used to winning everything. Everything's super, super easy. And then college is just different than it's ever been before because there's so many tour-ready kids right now that are just ready to rock. And you start playing them every single day in, day out, even on his own team with Hostler and, you know, uh, all the guys that they had around uh, for, that, for that Texas team. Um, just a, a ridiculous amount of talent still. It's a very small sample size that we're looking at for him. He's played in U.S. Opens and the Open Championship, hard to really value those in the same way that you do the 3M. Now, he also has a missed cut at the Palmetto. You would expect more out of that. Missed the cut every single time he's gotten an opportunity. But I will say three of his seven starts or three of his, yeah, seven starts that he's had on the PGA Tour have been majors. So very, very easy for me to overlook that and blindly play a guy at 6,500 for that. Considering he won't be under 1%. I think there's enough name recognition amongst people in our circles where I think he'll still get some attention, but even at two, 3%, I'm not scared of playing five, 6% of a guy that, that legitimately has win equity. If he's as good as what he showed uh, coming into college 
it's kind of fallen by the wayside, but uh, just kind of a blind play of faith. I, I think that the, the best thing I can say about the sixes is you're choosing best available. It doesn't really matter who you right. like. You're not going to run into like, oh, this is uh, kind of an ownership issue. If you like a guy down there and you think that they unlock a permutation or you just like them on their own you know, merits, I think you should probably click in there. I don't think anybody is the obvious target in terms of the pay down. And I, I do think that doubling up north of 10 and going down there, particularly in the upper sixes, can be really effective. I'm not playing guys in the lower sixes. I just don't see it this week. There's mm-hmm. a lot of names down there. Some of them are going to get through. Most are going to get cut. If you can thread that needle, more power to you, because right now it doesn't stand out from the leverage projections or any other metric. Yep. Nope. Not a, not a single one. And the one, if I did blindly play somebody, I'll just give a little story time. Cause that's, you know, that's partially what I'm here to do. I'm a golfer. And there's a guy by the name of Andre Metzger who was making his PGA tour debut. And last year, 39 years old was his first time on the corn Ferry tour period. He didn't end up getting his card, didn't get any status, but he ends up getting a Monday qualifier in. This is one of the nicest dudes ever. I played with him when I was like 13, 14, 15 years old, and he was hustling the Dakota tours. If there's anybody that you want to just cheer for blindly to just put in a lineup, because legitimately, and Andre Metzger, he is a South Dakota legend, a Dakota Tours legend. I can't tell you how good this dude is. So if you guys are watching TV, enjoying the coverage, special shout out to my guy, Andre. I hope he has a phenomenal week, even if I'm not going to play him in TFS. Yeah, I mean, over under 0.5 shots for him shown is juiced to the under heavily. I hope he gets on TV. I wish they showed more guys like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's one thing Liv does very well. I like that coverage. Um, 40 40 years old PGA Tour debut. Come on. It doesn't get a whole lot better than that. Okay. Well, good for that. I already forgot his name. I'm sorry. Andre Andre Metzger. Come on now. Okay. Go get it, guy. Now, let's talk a little about the building process. We're going to get some hot takes in here yeah did you you did some hoops out there well well um i hope tyler zander enjoys his texas weather and burns in the in the fires did did, did you put that out there did you put the poll up tyler zander no no, i didn't do a poll no really i didn't do a poll i'm very confused i just got that was definitely that that was was, that was a that was a ryan that was definitely a ryan troll no, that I was eight one playing basketball this weekend. You know who I lost to? Jake Harry one on one. Yeah, well, that's it was pain. I been suffering. Out there. Nolan Kelly, get off my back. You checked me into the boards this weekend. He played hockey ball while we were playing hoops. Full on check into the boards. That's what you get from your boss once in a while. Is you get you get told exactly where you stand on the totem pole. Maybe I'll, maybe I will, maybe I won't make a Liddy's Leans, Likes, and Locks video tonight for the MLB. <laughs> we, we're tomorrow. just talking about that. We'll see what happens behind the scenes. So we need you. <laughs> we need you over on the Odd Shopper channel, where if you do want betting takes, head over there. First of all, you should be subscribed over there, but really, really good content. I absolutely recommend it. Yours is one of the best videos we've got. Let's talk a little about the building process before we get to the hot takes. I do think that this week truly is a pretty uh, free build in the sense. Yeah. I think you can double jam north of 10. I think you could start with possibly starting with Cam Davis in lineups. It's that big of a range. I normally don't say that. I say you give up too much win equity when you do that. I don't really see it this week. Uh, you can do pretty much anything. The only thing I wouldn't do is go to the low sixes if I can avoid it. I would agree with that. Um, I, low sixes, I see. I, I legitimately see nothing other than a blind Cole Hammer play. 
Uh, anything that I want to do under 6,700. I've taken everybody off the board. Oh, I have 1% Jonathan Bird. I'd, I'm probably going to take Bird that man. away too. Uh, just from the top ropes. I just want to make sure that I say the correct information on the page. But like, I'm with you. I think that there's ways. I have lineups starting with JT Poston, 8,500. And it's got Steel. It's got Goddard up. It's got a lot of those 7K guys. And it's got 2K on the table. Like there's things like that that are popping up this week. I think that that makes it so interesting. I don't want to get in a habit of doing that too much, but like, I don't see the kind of like the nine K's. I obviously love Thiegel up, but the dudes played like 26 golf tournaments in the last calendar year. I mean, eventually does he just start coasting or does he like fall apart? I don't know. He's young. He's athletic. He'll be fine. But like, I look at the nine K range. We're not surprised to see, would not be surprised to see any of them miss the cut. I would be surprised to see Fino Matsuyama miss the cut, but uh, maybe less so Sung Che. Just really, really open your horizon. It's going to be a fun, fun week for single entry, three max, 150, everything across the board. Uh, a lot better golf tournament with a lot of variance in it than people think. Definitely. Uh, you're going to need scores. You're going to need things like that. A lot of lineup constructions. Hot take for me. Here we go. Uh, has single zero roulette. That is a hot take. I never knew that. I was just talking about roulette on another show. Double zero will get you every time. My hot take. <laughs> It's going to be unveiled in about 10 seconds. When we push the likes north of 100, I know we can do that. Oh. We got a lot of people here. Why? Because there's no baseball. We're the only game in town, so we can pretty much do whatever <laughs> we want. But we appreciate people tuning in. If you hit that like button, it goes up. It really helps us out, and we can keep this content in front of the paywall for you all. So we really do appreciate that. I alluded earlier in the show, there was a guy in the lower sevens that I didn't mention. <sighs> Talk me off the ledge, potentially. I think that Hayden Buckley. What? In for his best finish ever on the PGA Tour this week. I like him a lot. I bet him you're getting eight to one on a top 10. Hayden Buckley is playing some good golf. 14th at the U.S. Open, 43rd at the Travelers, 30th at John Deere, 63rd at Barbasol. He gained seven and a half strokes tee to gain, lost nine strokes putting at the Barbasol and still made it. He has gained off the tee in every event since April. He has gained with the approach in five straight events. He is playing really good golf. He prefers easy tracks. This is the type of course for Hayden Buckley. He is trending upward. He can get aggressive off the tee. Four straight made cuts, top 15 at the U.S. Open. I'm going to call for a top 10 and possibly even a top five, maybe even in the hunt, Hayden Buckley this week. I mean... Or he misses the cut, but you know what? Yeah, we'll I was going to say, uh, there's there's that too. I I don't know what I could possibly say. You are a brave, brave individual. Um, I, I'm i looking at it. It makes a little bit more sense than it was while you were talking. Uh, <laughs> That's wow. Good. That's cool. Uh, I, I have a guy that I purposely didn't bring up as well. Uh, not Kelly Craft. I wanted to give him more of a DFS play. I don't really see how you go out and bet him. But Callum. Taron. Yeah, that's a good one. That Callum Taron is a dude who plays these easy tracks really, really well. Now he came off to a rough start. We we got the we got the uh training wheels off after a really, really rough spring for him. Uh winter into spring, not not good. Fifth at Puerto Rico, sixth at the John Deere, missed the cut at the Scottish, got back over here, kicking it, chilling. But like this dude has some game. And I think that looking at off the tee specifically, it's the best part of what he does at 7K on, on DK. 
And then from a betting perspective, I'm going to bet him for a top 20 finish plus 400. That's a pretty short kind of number to be looking at for a guy like him. I'll probably couple in a top 10 with him plus 900 best available. Check out oddshopper.com and go click on those. But I think he is a dude with some serious game on these easier tracks. I think he'll be able to maneuver himself around. Well, looking for some better all around drivers of the golf ball. He seems to be one of them. Callum Terran top 20 finish. Yeah, that's a, that's a good one. He's obviously found a groove a little bit. Another easy course guy from what we can see. Mm-hmm. I, I think him and Buckley have a lot of overlap in, in kind of what they've oh, done here and there. Yeah, well, uh, whatever. Now we got two chances. If we combine forces. Hayden Buckley, didn't he write Hallelujah? Is did he what guy? now? Um, no, what's that song, Hallelujah? I know Buckley's the last name of that dude. You I know, I, I was almost on Jeopardy. That's a true story. But if that was the category, I wouldn't be buzzing in. Uh, I don't know what that, I don't know what you're talking about. What did you say? Leonard Cohen from the clouds. That's oh, Leonard Cohen. Man, the clouds are smart. Okay, never mind. I thought I I live with a very smart cloud. Buckley Uh, music, quite knowledgeable. So, guest appearances here. Jeff Buckley, hallelujah. Jeff Buckley. Well, there you go. I learned something new every day, including some of the golfers that we brought up that we have never brought up on a show. Closing thoughts time, sir. 3M open. What do you got? Final thoughts. I got nothing for you. That was a blast. Uh, I'm, I love talking golf. We had all the height of the major season, but these tournaments are phenomenal still. A lot of money to be made. Don't yes. be afraid to get different, get away from that 10K range, even though more than likely one of them is going to be somebody who shows up in a winning lineup. I think that there's still ways and paths that it doesn't happen. And I think that, you know, being able to embrace some of the leverage in some spots, because like there is so many pivots. There's so many leverage spots to be getting away from the chalkier guys. Wish the Goddard up wasn't as popular as what he is, but such is life. We can find other guys to, to add to the mix. Have a great week. See you here next Tuesday. I like it. For me, it's Wednesday. Uh, and for Eric and for Tyler behind the glass. Because I'm oh, yeah, that makes sense. Good I've, show as always, friends. Hit that level, like button on your you. way out. Good times. Talk to you guys next week. <laughs> We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Between aging and busy lifestyles, many women struggle with maintaining their physical and mental wellness. At Aquavita Concierge Healthcare Services for Women, we can help you revitalize your health and reclaim your life. We start from within by balancing your hormones, allowing your body to achieve and maintain desired weight goals. We also specialize in peptide therapies, regenerative medicine, sexual health, and aesthetics in our state-of-the-art facilities. Feel better, look better, live better. At Aquavita, visit aquavitality.com and begin your journey today.